Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Female Founders Network, a podcast brought to you by invoice to go I'm your host, Nat, and I'm joined by my co-host, Sylvie. Hey, everyone. We record our show in the Forbes Street studio in downtown Sydney, Australia, but we bring guests from all over the world. So you'll hear people from the U.S., the United Kingdom, Europe, the Asia Pacific, anywhere that we find women who lead and inspire others. This is a great podcast for women who are navigating business ownership, leadership, or just life. Each episode should connect you with someone else's story, but also leave you with practical tips and advice that you can use in your own life and in your own business. Today, we're speaking with Marina Barishkina, founder of Growth Channel, an AI tool that delivers scalable marketing plans for businesses of all sizes. Marina shares how she came up with the idea, built out her team, and got investment through a startup accelerator. This is a really insightful episode for any startup founder who's thinking of launching a tech platform or app. We hope you enjoy the episode. Hi, Marina. How are you today? Hello there. Thank you very much. I'm doing great. And where are you calling in from? Uh, today I'm in Austin, Texas. So um, good weather so far. Oh, very oh, good. But you're not from Austin, Texas. In fact, you have a very interesting story. So why don't you get into it? Tell us all about you and how you became the woman you are today. Sure. So um, I'm originally from Ukraine. Although uh, in the past decade, I lived um, throughout Europe, so Netherlands, Germany, Cyprus, Spain. Um, My experience is mostly in digital marketing. And um, so I spent over a decade managing marketing teams at Fortune 500 companies, um, led my own marketing agency, and also most recently working with tech startups. Uh, I'm also a working mom and... um, yeah, I'm recently headquartered Gross Channel here in Austin, Texas. So this is uh, my new home for now. Oh wow! So uh, were you um, planning to come to Austin to start Growth Channel, or how old is your business? Yeah, how did you end up in Austin, and how did all this come about? Yeah, so um, I came to Austin in March uh, for South by Southwest. Um, Two weeks after it got cancelled because of COVID and um, I'm still here so I had to arrange my visa and paperwork because I couldn't um, fly out and yeah still still here. Wow. So so you just came for a festival. Did you know anybody? Um, So yeah I, I knew a few people here. I was definitely like exploring the possibilities of starting a business in Austin because um, it, it's like this new uh, tech startup hub mm-hmm. uh, in the US. Uh, so definitely wasn't my uh, list um, to explore, but uh, <laughs> it was a much faster <laughs> decision than I thought, actually. Wow. So had you already started Growth Channel or did you start that while you were in Austin? Yeah, so um, we were building um, the databases and workflows in the back end for a few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it started three years ago, um, but we haven't actually launched it um, before this year. And our MVP went live in July. Um, so we are very new in the market uh, with this product, but we have already onboarded over 400 customers globally mm-hmm. and are growing fast. We also just finished the startup accelerator with Sputnik ATX out of um, Austin, Texas as well. Um, so lots of um, kind of quick growth <laughs> and uh, lots of stories on this side. Um, so very exciting things that happened very fast. And also just the opportunity um, to launch it remotely, of course, was um, very different. 
and and just overall uh, nature of businesses during the COVID times. But uh, I think we we managed it quite all right. Wow, so it sounds like it's growing really fast. Um, the the funny yeah. thing, just before we, I mean, Austin's like a startup. Like they they're saying it's like the next startup kind of hub after yeah. like Silicon People are Valley. Silicon Valley. Yeah, to, like to go, go to Austin. Austin. Yeah. So how? I mean, do you was it serendipitous that you ended up kind of trapped there? So you had to like, I mean, has it been advantageous to be in Austin during this time while you're you're making all this progress? Um. So, yeah, I mean, uh, Austin is full of different online events on top of, you know, it, it used to be full of live events, but now there are lots of online events, lots of uh, great uh, startup communities, um, great people, and, and definitely the overall atmosphere and the ecosystem is built for, um, like, tech startups. Yeah. And uh, lots of growth opportunities here. So, yeah, anyone who is still wondering uh, if I should start a business, um, you know, in Texas should uh, yeah, I'm definitely on your side and happy to give some more tips and um, maybe connections as well. Oh, that's so good. Well, I'm glad that if you had to be trapped somewhere, you know, <laughs> unexpectedly during COVID, you were trapped in a place that was helpful to you in some yeah. way. But let's rewind because this all sounds like a really exciting product. But can you tell us how you came to start Grove Channel? What gave you the idea and, and what it actually does? Yeah, what is it? Yeah, definitely. Um, so let, let me just circle back like three years ago, as I mentioned. Um, so um, during that time, I was uh, managing the marketing team um, at a big company. And we were basically just spending um, too much time uh, working with spreadsheets and PowerPoint slides, lots of brainstorming sessions, lots of outsourcing just to plan a marketing campaign mm. and go through the whole decision-making process. Mm. Um I thought like this was happening to me every other week. <laughs> so um, spoke with a few other friends who were also marketing managers, uh, spoke to some IT friends to figure out if this is something that you know could be automated. And the answer was yes. Um, so spent a few years working on um, really the back end of this. And earlier this year, we launched it. So um, what Gross Channel does is it's a marketing intelligence software mm -hmm. for full marketing planning. So we cover everything from competitive analysis down to persona identification, customer journey mapping, KPI benchmarks, and budget allocation. Mm -hmm. And it, Gross Channel analyzes all these possible digital marketing options and then presents the best go-to-market strategies for our customers uh, and users. So wow. it's a um, data intelligence platform. So does it work like you plug in some things that you want to do and then it uses AI to then like basically print out a marketing plan for you or you can you can call it this way. Yeah. <laughs> so we have uh, a short questionnaire that the user would fill in during the onboarding. Mm -hmm. During that um, growth channel would identify the micro segment and then pull out the growth strategy. Um, and then also we have recently added the level of simulation. So that would also simulate uh, the strategy implementation and check in and adjust any, you know, uh, anything that needs to be adjusted in the strategy. And then the user would receive their, their plan. Right. And so you mentioned we, so who else is on your team? building this? Uh, great question. So uh, we've got uh, myself as a founder and CEO. We have a backend engineer, um, 
Alexander Yetskov, mm-hmm. uh, who's got over 15 years experience in data intelligence, machine learning, and AI. Uh, mm-hmm. We've got uh, Olha Bahayeva, who's been working uh, with some of the great tech startups and also has done a few uh, design projects for Google. So she's bringing, bringing this user experience design to the platform. And then, of course, we have... Um, uh, support developers, marketers, and our great advisory board and um, sales executives to to help us grow further. So how do you go from being a marketer and having an idea to building out this really great team of very intelligent and capable people with great experience to, you know, and having like, are you, have you got funding? Like, how did this all happen? How did you meet these people? Yeah, um, so I met Alex end of last year. And uh, we started on the backend uh, part and really implementing lots of workflows um, that were in my, let's say, scoping, <laughs> uh, initial scoping of the product. How did you meet him? Like, uh, like on LinkedIn, through friends, through like a like startup crew? Like, how how did this all kind of come together? Yeah, I actually spent about two months looking for a right person. Yeah. Okay. Um, maybe even more than two months. Uh, I don't remember exactly, but. Um, tested a few people um yeah I think it was like a year most probably (laughs) well I was testing other people and then in the uh, last part um I spent another two months just looking for another um better co-founder so then I found him online amazing um and um Olham just a similar situation also was uh, actively looking and um speaking with lots of people it took about I think also half a year to, to find her, yeah. <laughs> and she's your and get her on board. Yeah, and she's your user experience and interface designer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then it took us also like I think over uh, five months or six months to find a front end developer. Also tested a number of people, mm-hmm. and uh, then we found Oli. So um, um, yeah, he's he's been great as well. Um, so we uh, launched together. Uh, just the four of us uh, in July and then the rest of the team joined later Um, and the rest of the team was just like oh we're you know we need to do this and we need to do that and we need to do everything and then um, (laughs) we we started getting more users and we're like okay we can't do all of these hundred things at the same time anymore Um, so then we slowly well I'd say it slowly but actually it was pretty fast (laughs) so we started onboarding more people. So did you get funding for this before you brought these people on or did you, um, have they come on for equity? Like, because we get a lot of people listening who have ideas and they want to find a co-founder, but there's many ways that you can kind of build that relationship. So what did you want to do as the founder and, and CEO did, or, and how did you kind of make that decision? So um, the initial uh, team, they were um, on equity only. Mm-hmm. And only after we have received funding and we did receive funding from the startup accelerator that I mentioned earlier, yeah. um, then we started to bring in a little bit um, um, like smaller payments on a monthly basis to sustain some of the <laughs> usual uh, expenses, but still very low payments. Yeah. Uh, so definitely my recommendation is uh, try to keep the cost as low as possible for as long as possible yeah. in the startup phase. And then... Um, we decided that, okay, we've got the senior level experience here for the core um, 
um, kind of uh, departments, let's put it this way, functions. Um, so then for anything that needs support, we um, uh, consider a little bit more junior people that can help us go through the tasks. Um, and so we can still do more, but not necessarily increase our costs too much. And for the sales, anything like sales-related, commission-based. So um, it also takes a long time to find the people, but then... Uh, you also kind of control the cost element here. Yeah. And you have a truly global team. I mean, I have to say, like, I'm seeing, like, Serbia and New York City and, you know, you've got someone, I believe, in um, Nigeria and then you've got someone in Hamburg. I mean, you've got people all over the place. So you truly have, yeah. like, just searched for the people that you want to work with yeah. and kind of chucked location out the window, eh? Mm. <laughs> It's interesting. Yeah, and also because we are a remote team. I mean, we started working remotely. So when um, COVID kind of put us, you kind of continue working remotely. We yeah. weren't too scared. Yep. But also it helps us find the best talent, um, kind of removing the barrier from here, uh, the geographical barrier. I love that. Uh, although sometimes I feel like it would be nice to sit together at some point, maybe next year. <laughs> but um, I mean, it's, it's not uh, a problem at the moment. And I think it's just an opportunity to just find the best people for the job. Absolutely. It's so cool because it's like no matter where you are, especially during this time right now, like it doesn't matter if you're like in the middle of like Saskatchewan mm. and you want to work with talent in Silicon Valley and Austin and here and there. If you have a great idea, like reach out and do it the way mm. that you have. And I think COVID kind of made more of a level playing field for remote working. Like it's, it's, it's true. Sort of fast tracked the yeah. acceptance of working remotely and having um, de decentralized teams. Yeah, uh, I definitely agree on it. And, um, and we were most probably one of the fewer <laughs> companies that didn't uh, feel that COVID has impacted a lot uh, in terms of our work like a work environment because we started remotely as well. Um, but yeah, definitely affected every other part of the business. Um, but yeah, I would just say that take it as an opportunity. And I mean, even if you are right now in the same city, you most probably are not really meeting. Yeah. So um, why not to uh, you know, look for someone who is not necessarily as close to you if they are just better person for the job? Yeah, definitely. I think that's really great advice. So um, tell me, who are the ideal users of Growth Channel? Yeah, so uh, we have different users. Um, we have startup founders. We work with uh, small business owners. We also work with marketers, uh, but also agencies and consultants and accelerators uh, who are some of our partners as well. Mm -hmm. um, ideal users that we're focusing right now are most probably more like marketing teams, um, at bigger companies like medium size and, and bigger companies, but also um, partners. So in terms of agencies, consultants or accelerators. Mm -hmm. um, but we have started uh, wor working mostly with startup founders and SMB owners and have got great uh, experience there. Um, so we're still serving that group for sure. And they're just coming through. Um, but yeah, definitely like we have onboarded recently the sales team who are focusing on that other segment as well. Yeah, cool. So do you think that Growth Channel could ever replace the need for a marketing team or does it work alongside the marketing team? Definitely uh, the latter. So uh, we provide the data while the marketing team would still have to make final decisions um, and execute the campaigns. Mm -hmm. So think about it as an um, intelligence platform that brings you closer to this decision-making um, 
protests and gives you more um, power to be more creative, um, you know, execute your campaigns, um, focus on storytelling, branding, and other elements that might not be able to, you know, be automated, at least not yet, mm -hmm. um, and just focus and, and get these data points to help you um, streamline your current processes. Yeah. So does it kind of tap into like, you know, like Nat and I are obviously marketers ourselves. So um, I'm kind of thinking of all the different things that I would use it for. Like, does it interpret data from like Google Analytics and like look at, you know, your web traffic and where you're getting the most um, stuff from? Or is it more of a kind of planning forward thinking AI? Yeah, so um, it's kind of all of that. Yeah. So uh, we have uh, the intelligence part for website audit and competitive intelligence. So we look at the data from your competitors and tell you exactly what it is and what that means. Mm -hmm. And the same for your own website, we tell you what's working, what's not working and why and what you should be doing to optimizing that. Mm -hmm. So you don't necessarily need to know and read the data yourself. Our tool reads it for you. Awesome. And on top of that gives you the marketing plan, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds great. It sounds like it's a really great tool to help small business owners as well who might just need a bit of a helping hand with their marketing plan when they get started if they're, you know, wrapped up in everything else they're doing for their business. Um, what do you think are the biggest mistakes that people make in marketing when they first start and um, how does Growth Channel kind of help with that? Yeah, so I see a lot of startup uh, founders and small business owners, they're just skipping that whole part most of the times. So they're simply not planning their marketing. Um, some people are just putting thousands of dollars into ads, hoping for results. And um, the truth is that you will spend more time and more money figuring out what works and what doesn't this way. Mm -hmm. And sometimes even worse, some just build products or, you know, like companies and only then hope to find customers after that. Yeah. Uh, while you should be looking for customers during the building process. Um, so those are, I think, some of the most common pitfalls that I see um, mm -hmm. with our customers as well. So does Growth Channel help you be more like a market-led business then if, or do you normally have to have like at least some data that you can start off with from say having a product idea? Yeah, you don't necessarily have to have any data. In fact, we uh, have been working with a few companies who haven't even launched their website when they came to us. Mm -hmm. um, it definitely helps because it just gives you more data. <laughs> it also analyzes your website then. But um, if you just know who your competition is, uh, you know, um, approximately, you know, what industry you're going to, um, and well, what, what do you want to achieve? Do you want to achieve like brand awareness or sales? Um, uh, most, uh, small business owners are just saying sales, so that's fine. Um, as long as you know what you want to achieve, so what your goal is, what industry you're in, um, you can use our, our tool and, um, our tool just helps you identify, uh, those opportunities that might not be, um, clear mm. in the beginning and also tells you exactly who your customers are. So a lot of uh, people don't really understand who their um, customer actually is. So our tool builds a psychographic and behavioral profile for the personas, we call them. Yeah. Um, and then maps their customer journey. So it tells you the actual funnel, uh, what channels, what content, what KPIs you should be focusing on for different stages of their customer journey. So then you know exactly what to do. It sounds brilliant, to be honest. <laughs> is this the kind of thing that you wish you'd had in your career as a marketer 
Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so it's been really helpful so far for um, for us and for our channel. And um, I mean, ourselves too. Um, so yeah, definitely if I would have had it uh, earlier, it would be very helpful. Mm. It would have saved lots of time and money. How did you get onto the Startup Accelerator? Um, yeah, so I applied. <laughs> um, and uh, Sputnik is actually a great accelerator uh, here in Texas. It focuses uh, mostly on businesses who are planning to start their business in Texas. Um, but yeah, anyone who you know might be listening and is interested, I would definitely suggest applying. Um, there's a great um, a mentorship for growth, um, sales, uh, and just kind of getting your customers, uh, but also understanding the customers and a lot of other elements of our early stage uh, startup business. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I just applied and then went through the interview process uh, and all of that. Um, took a while, but um, uh, I think it was a great experience and I had um, very I mean, just overall great experience at the accelerator. And I think most, pro I mean, I only went through one, mm -hmm. um, like this um, very consistent accelerator. So I cannot really compare um, and tell much, but definitely would recommend it uh, yeah. for anyone who is considering this uh, geography for their business. Um, we are actually, Gross Channel, also going through an online accelerator, which is very different. It's peer-to-peer. -peer. It's called Pioneer Tournament. Okay. Uh, so this one is global and remote. Um, so, yeah, this one is more for builders. I think it's mostly for tech products, but there are also a number of startups who are not tech products. Um, so, yeah, anyone who is building something cool, uh, definitely check it out. You can get feedback from other founders on a weekly basis. So oh, that sounds really good. Uh, how did you find out about it? Uh, I found about it on Product Hunt. Oh, really? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, they launched like, I think in February or so earlier this year. And yeah. I found this was an interesting opportunity. So I signed up and already after first week, I had uh, like um, <laughs> just great feedback from the community. So I was like, okay, this is, this is pretty cool. So I continued and now I'm just getting um, well, it's basic consistent feedback and anything you need feedback on, you can ask the community. It's also for you to make sure that you have weekly progress. Um, so it's kind of keeping yourself accountable um, and also planning in a way because you also kind of specify what's your plan for the next week. So yeah, just a nice opportunity to, to consider for anyone who's listening. Yeah. Would you say um, that that would be one of your tips to a startup founder that's listening is to actually like apply to accelerators. Um, yeah, I mean, if you are considering, um, I mean, it depends on your stage, of course. I think if you're an uh, early stage startup uh, founder who is looking maybe for feedback or who is also targeting, um, whose target audiences and other startup founders, I think Pioneer could be a good opportunity. Mm -hmm. um, but just like, I think everyone might use some um, feedback <laughs> from, yeah. from uh, the community. So I think it just doesn't hurt and it's uh, low maintenance, let's put it this way. It's mm. basically weekly checking. We've had a couple of people that have come on that have like built, built, an, built an app or a, or a platform and um, they've mentioned like the challenges that they faced in the actual build and, and, and getting users for that. What is your advice on um, launching a platform or app to... Yeah, I would definitely suggest to um, kind of run the mum test. 
Um, so I don't know um, if, if you read the book, but there is a book called The Mom Test. And it basically talks about how huh. to best get feedback from potential users without uh, having any bias involved. The mom um, test. So the, <laughs> yeah, exactly. The mom test. So basically ask your mom <clears throat> um, different questions about whether... Uh, you know, she's using specific products, why she's using it, <clears throat> how often she's using it, has she considered any alternatives, what are the challenges, and so on, without actually mentioning what you're building. Mm. Uh, so that will give you more insight into the market as well. Um, so this is uh, kind of the idea of the mom test. But yeah, um, you would basically speak with also your potential customers and identify um, opportunities for your product. But also, eventually, at the end of the uh, call or in interview, you can call it this way, um, you might also mention about your product and see if they're actually interested in using it. Huh. Oh, that's really interesting. So what are your goals for um, Growth Channel in 2021 and, and just beyond that as well? Um, yeah, so this year, we uh, want to focus on activation modules. So we started from planning because we saw this big opportunity as a lot of the tools out there, they really help you with executing your marketing campaigns, but pretty much none are doing the planning for you. And the ones that do are either project management tools or templates. So with Growth Channel, we're filling basically the blanks with data. But taking the next step, we want to launch the activation um, to help our current users uh, easily launch their campaigns through Gross Channel platform uh, with a matter of clicks. Nice. And beyond that, we want to help them optimize those campaigns too. Now that we have the data points for you know what should be working, what's not, and once they are able to activate the campaigns, we want to then take it the next step and help them optimize those campaigns autonomously in near real time so that um, even if you're not, let's say, a marketing expert, you would be able to get the best results from your marketing campaign execution. And if you are a marketer, you can take uh, a nice weekend of your marketing dashboard performance and actually have it still optimized in real time. And when you go back to, to it, it will be running smoothly. So that's kind of tell you a little bit about it. That's awesome. Well, oh my gosh, I think there's probably going to be many listeners who are really interested in actually finding out more about Growth Channel and how they can use it for their own businesses. So could you share um, where people can find you if they want to use the app or platform? Yeah, definitely. You can just uh, go to growthchannel.io and um, there is a button saying generate my growth plan and you can get started right away. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Marina. It was great to speak with you and find out all about Growth Channel and, and your journey so far. It's really inspiring. Thank you very much for having me today. It was nice speaking with you. This podcast was brought to you by invoice to go we're an invoicing and billing app that helps business owners work and get paid from anywhere, at any location around the globe. We're helping close the gender-based pay gap. Because the current U.S. pay gap sits at around 19%, listeners of the Female Founders Network podcast get exactly 19% off of any subscription. Just enter the code EMPOWERWOMEN at checkout.